Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ah, yes, yes, yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? Folks, we are coming to you. Uh, it's Easter night. The day has been long. The journey has been brutal, but the show must continue. Uh, we have not been able to follow our typical Sunday schedule because of these holiday affairs and because Game of Thrones just came on and I'm riding that high still. Fran, how was your day today? It's pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, it was full of uh, family time. Watched some home videos. Mm-hmm. White people are pretty, uh, pretty accountable for that. Like they, they record their history. You know, like mm-hmm. my mom. Uh, I don't know. We don't have too many uh, home movies to open in Christmas presents and all that kind of stuff. What is this, like bloopers or something? Bloopers? Yeah. I guess. I mean. Nothing, they, nobody slipped on a banana peel or anything like oh, that. It's yeah. just like, uh, you know, Beach Day, 2005, uh, Christmas, 2006. Why? Just looking why? back, just to keep, you know, keep counting your memories, man. I don't know. I don't know why they do it, man. I don't know. You buy a camcorder, you have money to buy, you know, cam- recording equipment, you can record some stuff, you know? I mean, I see you doing that on New Year's Day, like Christmas Day or something like that, but. You don't just record Sophia? Just like, oh, look, uh, I mean, she put her shoes you, on. No, but for you the guys to do it on Easter, to watch it. Every year on Easter, is that? Not, I don't know about every, not every year, <laughs> no. but you know, you know, it was it was feeling real family-ish. Oh, you know, okay, we had right. some food in our stomachs, and right. you know, pop, popped in the. It, at, in honesty, it was at my request because Sierra, uh, you know, I don't mean to put her on blast as you know the celebrity has died down in her life. You know, she's been able to live a normal life again. But Sierra was uh, in the I don't know the name of her high school, but the, it was you know uh, she played Black Cinderella mm-hmm. in her high school rendition of the Cinderella play. She would she wasn't in blackface. You won't find like a blackface picture of my fiance. But do you remember the Brandy Cinderella? Mm-hmm. She did. She was that. They did that. But there weren't a lot of black people at her high school. So she why didn't sit- why didn't do the regular? Cause that one's better. The okay. songs are better. In my own little corner, in my own little chair. Bam. So it's like like all that kind of stuff. Those are great songs. So he wanted to do that, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the uh the personnel to pull it off the way i guess they should have with mm-hmm. the black cinderella but sierra you know is a, a woman of the people everybody loves her so they were like sierra you be cinderella and she did a great job and i like to every once in a while go to her mom and stepdad's house because they have the footage oh, okay. she was lanky and awkward and she denied the dude there's like a kiss in the play mm-hmm. and she like gave turn cheek like he went in for the kiss and she's mm-hmm. uh, you know gave him the cheek 
and she's all gangly. So I just loved it. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's so she gets all cringy. I just like to watch it. So at my request, a little bit, it's like let's watch some old embarrassing footage. Oh, so you sparked this thing? Huh? Yeah, a little bit. I like to watch embarrassing footage of mm-hmm. her, and just it's just it's just made, brings us puts a smile on my face. Um, so yeah, that was in my request. You know, we ate some you know a casserole, another uh. You know, Caucasian delicacy. <laughs> but uh, this one was, I'm not a big fan of uh, green bean casserole, but this one was corn that casserole. Yeah, that green bean also ca- sounds well, disgusting. Well, corn casserole, it's almost like uh, cornbread. It's mm-hmm. basically cornbread. Mm-hmm. And it was fire. It's really good. You know, mm-hmm. I put a little bit of hot sauce on it. And it's, it's basically, it's pretty much cornbread. I take your word for it. It's a little more moist than cornbread. So it's almost like corn cake. Hmm. But it's, I'm not doing a good job of describing it. But it was good. So it was a good Easter and all that kind of stuff. Then, bam, we come home. You know, we, me and you were kind of in the air about recording mm-hmm. because uh, it was, we said 7 or 8, but then I forgot Game of Thrones comes on at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if we record and we do it right, mm-hmm. we're going to roll through that. And that's, yeah. that's, not, that's, not a, that's not an option with Thrones because people are live tweeting, people are spoiling shit and all this kind of stuff. So if you don't watch Game of Thrones on Sunday at 9, you might as well not watch it because everybody's going to just tell you about it. It's one of those kind of shows. It's one of it's probably the last show of this magnitude that we'll see for like at least another five or ten years. Good. Why good? Mm. You don't like communal I don't watching? Watch I don't watch it. Too. Well, you don't watch it, but I'm just saying, like, you don't it's like fun to be a part of like the party and everybody's watching it and everybody's talking about it. There aren't many shows like that. Nah, man. I don't even know if you've ever watched any of those kind of shows because you like 30 minute kind of uh comedies. Yeah, not really like a not, not really like an episodic guy. I can't keep up with it. We I forget. Yeah, I mean let's let's talk about the things you haven't watched. I mean you didn't watch The Wire, right? Yeah, I watched The Wire. I didn't the watch whole... it when it was coming on though. You watched all of The Wire? No, not all of it. Hell okay, no. so you didn't. <laughs> so you didn't finish The Wire? Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, I'll finish that. You finished Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Game of Thrones isn't anything like Breaking Bad, but. Breaking Bad was kind of. I didn't of, watch Breaking Bad when it was coming on TV, though. Yeah, man. I mean, you know why you don't get on I the train? Can't. You don't like getting on the trains? I don't watch TV that much. But like, even when you're hearing about something that's a movement, I know you've been hearing about Game of Thrones. I've been telling you about I Game hear, of Thrones yeah. for years. I mean, like, but you're just like, nah. I I'm just okay. don't watch TV. That the Walking much. Dead. I stopped watching it. But you were in. You I were in, in the it. beginning, right? Yeah. And once and once I get back two, three episodes, that's I'm like, fuck it. It's I'm too exhausted. Dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch three episodes no. of something to catch up. I, d- I don't have the time to binge watch anything anymore. I understand that. I understand. <laughs> you got life. I used yeah, to. Yeah, I get back. Sure. <laughs> Understandable, man. I'm not here to judge you about you know your, your binge <laughs> capabilities and, and whatnot. Yeah. But to make a point and just put a cap on things, yes, uh, we had to make this a late re- viewing because I can't. I'm one of those kind of people. I love social media. I do the social media for the the for the podcast. So it's almost like making a choice. If I didn't watch Game of Thrones tonight, me and Sierra decided to watch mm-hmm. Game of Thrones tomorrow, mm-hmm. then I can't get on social media and promote the episode that's coming out tomorrow because I'm going to get spoilers when mm-hmm. I go to get on Twitter and Facebook. So mm-hmm. it's like I need to watch that so I can get that out of my mind so I know nobody's going to ruin Game of Thrones for me mm-hmm. and I can freely get on the internet without spoilers. Admittedly, I'm a person, I also do spoilers. So, you know, for somebody who is in a similar predicament, I'm sorry that I'm one of the people who are spoiling the show for you if you can't watch it tonight. But hey, you got to watch it when it's on, man. I don't know what else to tell you. It's a live viewing experience. And it just is what it is. Damn Thrones. Uh, But anyway. uh, Oh, but I do watch Good Girls. Great. (laughs) (laughs) That's coming on. I I, I actually missed it the night coming here. So, but you know, it's cool. No, trust me. Nobody's going to spoil Good Girls for you. (laughs) Yeah, they will. (laughs) Yes, they will. The crew you run with is like, man, did you see Good Girls last night? I love that show. Oh my God, man. Before I I jump into them, there's only really one topic I wanted to get into before we get into Good Vibes. But before we get into that, this Notre Dame church burning. 
Uh, it's this church in France. It's uh, like a landmark. It's one of the oldest buildings in history and all this kind of stuff. And I just want to say before I say what I'm going to say, I recognize the importance of history and historic landmarks, and I respect history as much as anybody. The building burned down for some kind of, they're saying it was a structural thing, uh, there was a, a fi electrical fire or something like that. That rich people and uh, religious people all over the world raised $1.8 billion mm. to rebuild that church in two days. Damn. Flint, Michigan just got funding to fix their water problem. The planet is dying. There are people starving in this, in this country and on this planet. And people put $1.8 billion to rebuild an old building. Mm. And I just think that uh, that that moment right there is when I kind of lost faith in the experiment of, of humanity, of us. And uh, I really kind of, that really knocked uh, the wind out of me where it's like, wow, uh, Flint, Michigan hasn't had clean water for five years. And they needed like $300 million. That's what they needed to fix the water problem and fix the pipes and get new piping. And five and in five years, it the government finally stepped in and gave them the money that they needed out of like a budget. Mm -hmm. They crowdsourced a billion and a half dollars in two days. Not a government didn't step in or whatever. They found the money in the budget. People saw a building burning and decided that that was so important that they were going to give money to it. And they raised a billion and a half dollars. And there's people starving, and there's uh, water. Dirt, people are drinking dirty water in a major in, in a city in America, you know. And I don't mean to, you know, you know, undersell other, you know, countries in the world and everything like that. But this is supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave and all that good stuff. And there's a city with American people in it that just got funding to get clean water this year, after five years of drinking lead-based water. Who knows? P kids are going to be having issues into adulthood. There are going to be people who will grow up with mental problems and anger problems who are going to be killed by police officers because of what they look like and how they act through no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. And yet $1.8 billion was raised to fix uh, an old building. And I'm sorry to put it in such basic terms like that. I'm sure there's history and all that in the stained glass and the priests and whatever that have been in there. But that's what it is. It's an old building. So um, that kind of rocked my faith in humanity this week. Um, that's all I really have to talk about in word in the world of like current events. Yeah, I got something I don't want to hit on though. Oh, um, go for it. Did you hear the story about uh, this guy named Tariq Hudson? No. This guy is was... that the young teenage boy in Florida? Uh, no. No. Okay. This go was ahead. Uh, he was twenty two years old. He moved from North Carolina to Maryland. Okay. Um, he graduated early from school. He got a job um, at a company here in Maryland, and he had to move in uh, in an apartment complex in Glen Burnie. Okay. And then, um, so he came, this neighbor, who was a 53-year-old, his name is James Varenbeck, um, who shot and killed him recently in his neighborhood. So basically, it was a hate crime. So he went, before all this happened, um, Hudson went to the judge to mm -hmm. get... A restraining order on this guy. Oh, so he was having problems with he him. Had a problem with him because he, I think, before he, the guy, like, saw him and, like, you know, did the little neck. Oh, like thing. finger across yeah, the neck. Finger across the neck. Mm. And he went to the judge to get a restraining order, and then they denied him, and then this guy killed him. Wow. After that. Yeah. So now the family was now was trying to set a petition to get this this judge or whatever. For sure. You know, fired. Yeah. I mean, like, that's crazy. Yeah. The uh, there's the the history of. 
coded racism in this country of you really have to prove to people. I don't know what they want. They People aren't automatic to believe, like, yeah. um, I fear for my life, man. Like, this dude, he has weird tattoos on him. He has a weird look in his eye. Whatever the case may be, I'm in fear for my life. I think he might commit some kind of crime against me. Mm-hmm. You really have to prove that. Yeah, he's in, he didn't have enough evidence. For yeah, him, for even based on the history in this country. I think that's a real shame. I think this country did a real disservice by they want uh, black people in this country specifically to kind of just... Well, Jim Crow and, and slavery, it's over now. So, like, let's just move on. But we haven't addressed the systemic issues that have come after that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So people kind of look at you like, what? Like, no, everybody's equal now. You're you're tripping, man. That dude's not, nobody's worried about race anymore. And that's, like, the furthest thing from the truth. Right. But that's the kind of image that people want to portray. And that's the kind of society that people want to live in. They don't want to take accountability for the sins of the father and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That it's like this kind of thing of, uh, you know, not to call out white people, but a lot of white people go, well, I mean, like, I'm not racist. I mean, what my what my grandfather did, that doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, it does because they've set up a structure that you benefit from and other people, uh, it's to the detriment of others. So, uh, you know, blackface and all these cartoons that, and that um, you know, created stereotypes and all these kind of things that people are basing their prejudgments their prejudice of black and brown people are from the actions of your forefathers Mm -hmm. they made you fear hispanic people they made you fear black people and now i have to not have to but now when i'm in public i'm like no i'm not gonna eat watermelon in public i'm not gonna eat fried chicken in public i don't want people to judge me it's like Mm -hmm. these are just foods man that's how and that's that that's that's at the that's just basic yeah it's so much deeper and more profound and bigger than that but at the basic level when I, I I have second thoughts on what I eat in public. Yeah. Because of how society is built. Yeah. And that has not, I didn't make those stereotypes up. My white friends who are my age didn't make those stereotypes up, mm-hmm. but somebody did. And if we're not going to address those things and and be honest about them, then stuff like this is going to continue to happen where a person goes, look, man, I can't really explain it, but it's a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. I know when somebody's looking at me like they don't like me in a primal level not like i did i hit their car or i looked at them wrong or i said something he doesn't like me because of what he thinks i am Mm -hmm. and a judge goes well that's not enough and then this dude is dead now what's his name again uh tyreek hudson i think i think it's tyreek i hope it's tyreek well rest in peace to him i think that's that's really awful i hadn't heard about that that's i mean that's really another thing i just i think it's hard for me to wrap my head around that somebody can do something like that at that magnitude just because of a different race for sure sex and skin color that you that you are not i just yeah and you would rather ruin your life too i just i can't i don't i can't fathom it yeah i really I don't, don't even i don't even understand that level of hate for me to really hate a person and want to kill them you have to like violate me in a way that is undeniably wrong like no there's no if if i was to take a life people would go I mean, he shouldn't have killed that person, but like I get it. Yeah, he he stabbed my mom. Yeah, he he beat my mom up. Mm-hmm. He beat my fiance up. He killed my dog. Mm-hmm. Some it had to be something where you go, oh well. I mean, shit. But hey, I mean, that's messed up. But yeah. like, you can't go around doing that to people. So to go, well, you know, one less black person in the world, one less gay person in the world. It, it I I I couldn't. I can't even understand. It's it's so far from my mind that I can't even wrap my head around it so right. it really blows my mind that's a lot but to be a person that looks like Tariq Hudson 
uh, is I can wrap my mind around that, and that's what gives me you know fear just walking around yeah. this world because you go, I mean, I'm a pretty nice guy, man. Yeah. And so for somebody to kill me just because of some assumption they make, because mm-hmm. of this color of my skin, is terrifying. Yeah, it is. I mean, like I was out. Where did I go? Thinking with the movies or something, and just being out and around a lot of people makes me really uncomfortable yeah. now. Like really. I have, like, I have I have very a low amount of trust in people uh, off the rip. Like it just <laughs> society is, is like nuts. I don't trust any of you. Like don't crowd around me. I really want to see Avengers Endgame this weekend. Am I going to? Probably not. I'll probably wait a couple yeah. weeks so it's not a packed house yeah. in a room with two doors to get out. And uh, it's, it's it, it really me, I, yeah. that's sad too. Like it makes yeah. me super uncomfortable. It's like I just I would rather just be in a house for sure. I, that's I feel comfortable there. <laughs> I love being in the house. <laughs> yeah. I love being in the house. I love being in the house. Not, nothing more I love than being in the house. Mm. But um, and let's not continue to be uh, uh, on the downswing. Let's, let's get into these good vibes and kind of lift, lift everybody's spirits really quick. That's right, folks. Welcome to another Good Vibes segment. Uh, this is the part in the show where we try to just kind of lift your spirits up after, you know, get your week off started properly. And uh, this week, if you don't mind, friend, I'm going to try to kick, I'm just going to kick things off because mine is kind of a quick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Good Vibes is based off of a video that I saw on Twitter that kind of took over the, I don't know if it's the whole world, but black Twitter for sure. And just kind of that space. And uh, it's this young lady named Erica Kane earlier in the week or earlier last week it's monday now so probably like last tuesdays when i saw the video she was singing a jasmine sullivan song while closing out checks at a bar she was the bartender Mm. and flawlessly performing and it kind of just hit this primal spot in me being the child of a you know a, a single parent and a mother who had all kind of crazy jobs. She was a corrections officer and this and a student and all these different kind of things. And to see a black woman doing a job, doing two jobs at once and doing both of them flawlessly, it put such a smile on my face. And Erica Kane ended up on, I don't really watch the show, but Michael Strahan got a new morning show. Sarah, Strahan and Sarah or something like that. Really? Damn. Yeah, I, I know he was on like a good morning show yeah. with uh, mm-hmm. Ke- Ke- Kelly Ripa mm-hmm. and he left. And got oh. an, another bag oh, okay. at, with this his own show with his name and the thing. And she was on that, though. Um, so um, I'm glad to see the world embracing Erica Kane. Um, I thought it was beautiful. She was singing, uh, I need your bed as a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, flawlessly performing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play it right now.
All right, so that was Erica Kane. Keep in mind, folks, what you just heard, as incredible as that was, that was all being done while she was typing in credit card numbers on one of those complicated ass uh, <laughs> cash register app mm-hmm. program things that you see in a bar. And she didn't miss a note, didn't miss a single beat, got people their checks, was getting them signed, putting them back, putting them in the book, handing people the thing for the, putting it up on the on the bar so you can mm-hmm. put a tip in the thing. And it was just, I just thought it was incredible to see this person literally doing two jobs at once and doing them both both incredibly. Was this karaoke or something? Or? I would assume. I don't. I, I haven't uh, done the further. I only saw the video and mm-hmm. did a little bit of research to figure out her name, mm-hmm. but I didn't see the sit down of her being like, "Well, you know, I work at this bar, and oh, okay. I, every Tuesday I do this. I'm gonna further do that after this." Mm-hmm. But uh, I just the video itself, with no detail or anything like that, just to see a woman doing that, mm-hmm. it hit a spot in me because I like I, I I know my mom has just done incredible things to get me sneakers and 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 you know all that kind of stuff. I know that it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. So to see a person, this woman, young black woman, doing two jobs flawlessly, letting her art speak while she's also doing her job, uh, I'm, I would assume it's a karaoke night. I would assume that's not like, come watch Erica sing and bartend night. I, I, yeah. When you was explaining, I thought the bar was closed and some, one of her coworkers was just there. Oh, no, no, no. It was, she had the mic and everything. Yeah, she, she had did. the mic in her hand. She was punching the thing. And she, there was there was yeah. patrons at the bar. She was, yeah. she was. I would assume she was serving drinks too. With That's the still, cool. with the, you know, putting the Grey Goose in the cup with the mm-hmm. with the cranberry, with the mic. She uh, all the notes and everything. Yeah, it was it was very impressive. So shout out to Erica Kane. Um, I'm going to maybe try to find that video and put it up on the Facebook group. And uh, it's, it's been all over Twitter. I would assume a lot of people have seen it. But uh, that was Eric, that was my good vibes. Uh, just that raw what I saw was a 30 second clip put such a smile on my face because I was, I was so amazed at her talent but also at her hustle and it just I, the appreciation of that from, from me was immense so shout out to Erica Kane again and that was just my little good vibes to um, you know get you guys started off on your week Fran please yeah so um, this elderly this elderly dog may have been gone but her owners are honoring, honoring her the most heartwarming way so Gretchen the German Shepherd always used Always used to look forward to seeing her mailman, Fernando Barboza, mm. arrive at her arrive at her door. So when she passed away earlier this month, her owners presented the postal worker with a note, a note and a bag of dog treats. Oh, yeah. Um, you're not supposed to do that, but you know, well, give people food. Give no, you guys food. The mailman, the post, postal worker is not supposed to accept gifts. No. Have dog treats. I, I'm I'm finished the story, but oh, I'm okay. saying as a postal worker, you're not supposed to give dogs dog treats. Oh wow! So you guys don't have any liability if the dog gets sick or something like that? No, because if you know if I'm doing a route every day and I have dog treats, uh-huh. you come around on my day off, you don't have dog treats. Dog can get a little upset, like oh, bro, where are my dog treats? Where are my dog treats, and now I gotta bite you because oh okay, because you you're not the guy that brings me the dog treats. <laughs> yeah, oh. and you don't have dog treats. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. So okay. um. The note read that Gretchen passed away. This is what the no, this is what the the owners um, typed into a note, put it in the bag with the dog treats that the mailman used used to give the dog mm, daily. So he, so he was breaking all the rules just because that's because Gretchen was that's dope. The, yeah. Some I mean you just do because you see the dog all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, the note read Gretchen passed away yesterday. She asked me to give you. T- she asked me. She asked me to ask if you would share her treats. That you never got to finish with the other dogs on your route. Oh, wow. So yeah. that's going to break some more rules, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, she always enjoyed seeing you come to the door and was always happy to get a snack from you. Thank you. 
the Semino family. Oh. So, yeah, so what they happened was the dog trees, he was giving the dog every day. The dog was sick, so they couldn't, couldn't eat him. Couldn't eat him. So, so they saved him up? Saved him. Wow. Here, you know, Gretchen, Gretchen the German Shepherd said, share these yeah, with the other dogs. Yeah, give these out to the people. Oh, yep. wow. Because yeah. I can't, I can't have him anymore. I'm not here. Yeah, a dog of the people. You yep. know, spread my, you know. Spread my wealth out to the other dogs in the community. Yeah, I respect right. that. That's like that was that's very Nipsey. Yeah, that's a very yeah, Nipsey move from the dog. It is. Wow. Um, yeah. So Barboza was touched by the note. He sent a picture to his 22 year old daughter, which was immediately published on Twitter. So, you know, once it hit Twitter, blew up. Once you and that, dogs. Once you hit that send button, fam. Dogs. Yeah. Twitter and dogs. Six hundred thousand likes. Four hundred thousand retweets. Eight hundred seventy-five li- uh, thousand likes. Oh God. Um. Yeah. So, his daughter, I think her daughter was a, um, his daughter was a, a dog lover, so she got that, you know, chopped it up. Yeah. Whatever, put it together, put it on Twitter, blew, blew up yeah. everywhere. So, since Barbosa's daughter published the photo at the start of April, it has been shared hundreds of thousands of times. Beautiful. A self-admitted, a self-admitted animal lover, Barbosa told the, the dodo um, that he was always... That he always carried around a bag of dog trees in his mail truck so he can use them to make friends with the pups on his route. Yeah. I, I think that's a weird rule, man, because you guys deal with dogs so much, you, you use the trees to disarm. Yeah, but th- what I just told you is why you can't do it. One more time. I'm just trying to really okay. understand. Okay, so, so if I'm doing a route every day, I'm, right. I'm seeing a dog. The dog knows me. I mm-hmm. know the dog. Yeah, you give him a little tree. Hey, what's up, tree, Scooter? Boom. Yeah. Yeah. You come around on my day off. They looking for that treat. You like you tre- say me as in I'm another mailman? You're another mailman. Okay. They looking for that treat. You don't have that treat. That They get aggressive. Now, is there a precedence for this? Has the, has the post office shown you guys a video like this happened to people before? Has it... Have they shown a video of it? We're like, actually- a, we're like a little bit like, a, you know, hey, this is Mike. And when Mike didn't go on his route, Frank had to do it. And then the dog bit Frank. Like one of those fake, like... Action- yeah, yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah, I just, that, like, that yeah. doesn't seem like dog nature to me. It's like, I mean... Like, I know dogs don't like mailmen, stereotypically, yeah, right? Uh-huh. But, like, if it's, like, for a dog to set trip like that, like, oh, you're not the guy that gives me my treats? Well, immediately, I hate you now, yeah. and I'm going to attack yeah. you. One, you're not my you're not my regular mailman. Two, yeah. you don't have my treats. Yeah. So, so now it's like a rule by the mail, by the post office, like, yeah, we don't do that. You just can't do it. Wow. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, I now, hearing it the second time is like, I understand what they're it. saying. Yeah. But I still also just don't feel like that's dogs. I'm not a I'm not Caesar Milan, I'm not the dog whisperer, <laughs> but like I just never seen a dog either dogs don't fuck with mailmen and you're just doing throwing a treat in the yard as a distraction. Mm-hmm. But if you are a guy like this guy seems to be as like, well come in the open the gates, take a knee, hey what's up, puppy? Here's a treat for you. I mean you. some dogs you can do that with though. Yeah. But some of them you but can't. But some of them you can't. It's the same thing in like but a, if somebody you come to somebody's house and they're like, Oh my dog doesn't bite and yeah. then the dog bites and you. Bite you. It bites some people. Yeah. Okay. It bites yeah. not the owner. So so as a as a policy as the mailman, they just go, We're not fucking with that at all. No. On the they books just, anyway. Just eliminated just on, on the book. On the yeah. books anyway. Yeah. But like if you book. got a lunchable or something and you're doing your route, you might throw a little cracker or a piece of yeah, meat you would. The dogs I mean, are, people do it. Yeah, it's just a rule. But like, but if who, they, if the, if the postmaster general asks, you don't do that. If they see it in your truck, oh, you could get in trouble. You get written up. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, so they really, they really follow yeah. that hard dog, line. I mean, this is like, I mean, dog bites are like a big thing, especially in Baltimore. Oh wow, it's like I think Baltimore gets the most dog bites than any other. Is that fact? Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, shit. So you're in the trenches. Yes. Oh, Frank, I didn't even know, man. Shit is real. Man, respect, man. I didn't know you was out here putting your life on the line like this every day. My bad, man. I'm gonna start showing you some more respect. I didn't know you was out here giving it up like that. Yeah, man. The I number mean, one up in the top five, you yeah, think? Yeah. In, in nationwide, I've been, I've been bit twice. 
Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Okay, yeah, shit, man. man. Damn, I didn't know this. I didn't know I was dealing with uh, a, a, a wounded a warrior <laughs> shit, like this. Shit is real, man. I didn't know this, man. I'm sorry. I didn't know the, war- the wars you were fighting out there, man. My bad. Yeah, man. I thought you were just giving people flyers they didn't want, and, you know, and, and bills and shit. Like, yeah. I didn't know you was really... Yeah, we're about you like, you like Willie Jones from Friday. Yeah, man. Wow, I didn't know that. You yeah. know, okay, It's shit. a lot of shit. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if that screen door's open, you're not getting mail today. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs can bust through that, man. Yeah, man. Hey, man, dogs are strong, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is real. People don't understand, man. So you just, you just hit, you come back around. I'll hit you on the no, back. No, I'll hit you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this EBT card going to wait. I'm sorry. You're not getting this today. You get your food stamps tomorrow, man. I'm sorry. You shouldn't have your dog. Not no race. I'm not going to say pit bull. You know, I don't, no, no type of demographic of dog. You shouldn't have your screen open with that big, strong ass dog. Yeah. Uh, or, or when they, you know, you all might walk past the window and dog. Poof, and it hits the window. <laughs> you can like hear the impact on the window. Yeah, man, I don't even deliver no, mail, and I run nope. past those houses. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, like pit bulls, man. Like they are built to, you know, log in when yeah. they when they bite. That's, when they clamp in, and it's, it's it. time to get busy. Yeah. Not in any kind of aggressive way. We want to make sure we don't offend dog people. Oh, but just yeah. build wise. They're built to get their teeth around something and lock in. And lock in. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying they're vicious. I'm just saying if they if they decide to bite you, it's gonna be a bite bite. <laughs> it's it's, it's gonna be a bite bite. Yeah. It's not gonna you know, it's not gonna be a bite. It's gonna be a bite bite. Yeah. So, so that was yeah. that was my story of uh, Gretchen the German German Shepherd. Rest in peace to Gretchen the German yep. Shepherd, man. German Shepherds are so um, very misunderstood, man. I, they're not like I less scary, one. and they're more they're more have a history of just in, being intimidated. Yeah. Not not scary per se, but like. Every German Shepherd I come across has been the most sweet and That's what smart and intelligent dog, and at, but they're so big and kind of look strong and and have a lot of will in their eyes. Yeah. So people go like, "Oh, whoa, yeah, that dog is striking." That means don't come to this yeah. house. Yeah, but but like every German Shepherd I come across, very cuddly, very sweet and kind dogs, and um, I'm sure Gretchen was. <laughs> An adorable dog. Such a, that's such a funny name for a dog, Gretchen the dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so rest in peace to Gretchen the German Shepherd. And shout out to Erica Kane once again. Those are my good vibes. Um, let's see. It's beginning to warm up outside. What should I leave them with, friend? Uh, um, hmm. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Uh, 3005? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna leave you with Childish Gambino, three thousand five. And when we come back, we will talk about some fucked up shit. So stick around. No matter what you say, what you do, when I'm alone, I'd rather be with you. Okay, hold up, wait a minute, all good, just a week ago Crew at my house, and we party every weekend So, on the radio, that's my favorite song Make me bounce around like I don't know, like I won't be here long Now the thrill is gone, got no patience, cause I'm not a doctor Go, why is you lying? Girl, why you Mufasa? Yeah, me casa su casa Gotta strip it like Gaza Got so high off volcanoes Now the flow is so lava Yeah, we spit that saliva iPhone got message from Viber Either the head is so hydra Or we let bygones be bygones My God, you pay for your friends I'll take that as a compliment Got a house full of homies Why I feel so the opposite Incompetent ain't the half of it Saturdays with young lavish The saddest shit is I'm bad as it These they took from the cabinet oh, Sorry, I'm just scared of the future Till 2005, I got your back, we can do this, hold up. All right, and we are back. I want to make a quick announcement before I throw things to Fran. Um, 
we have not done cereal and cereal in a while. Uh, I had an epiphany and uh, I decided this was the kick in the pants that was needed. So um, cereal and cereal is going to be on a hiatus through the spring and the summer. And coming this fall, we are going to release cereal and cereal episodes on our Patreon, which we will start and build throughout this hiatus and then in the fall it will be all ready to go and for anybody who uh is still interested in listening to serial and serials or getting uh you know exclusive affirmative murder episodes they will be available on our patreon coming this fall no specific date but we're going to take the summer try to record as many serial and series as we can so that when the fall comes we can just start kicking them out for anybody who wants to subscribe to our patreon so be on the lookout for that fall 2019 Affirmative Murder Patreon. And that's all I got to say. Fran, uh, it's on you. Yeah, so I'm shaking it up this week for my, you know, like you did. I think you did it last week uh, for my story. It's just a news, art- news article. It's pretty short. Um, the title is, it's the Baltimore Sun. Okay. The title says, Killing a Federal Witness Revealed <laughs> as Trial Begins for Alleged Baltimore Hitman. This, this city is so fucking <laughs> nuts, man. I mean, the headlines that we get in this city are just, like, from The Wire. The Wire really nailed it, man. Like, <laughs> for anybody who might have not be from here and watched The Wire and was like, man, this show is crazy. It's not a show, man. That They really nailed yeah. the, the the criminal justice system here, mm-hmm. the street level here, that whole gun trace task force thing that happened here with peep, the cops were uh, running down on drug dealers and just taking their money and being like, all right, get out of here. And all this, just craziness, mm-hmm. man. So... That that headline doesn't even <laughs> it doesn't even it doesn't even blow my mind like it should. But say it one more time for people to hear. Yeah, it says killing a federal witness revealed as trial begins for alleged Baltimore hitman. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and then uh, another article I read that like the term snitch is like was like originated here. Oh wow. <laughs> like it originated here, then it, like it spread, but like snitch. Baltimore is like, you know, I mean, you can't do that shit. No, 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 no. Don't do that shit at all. No, 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 no. And then the fucked up thing is like prosecutors or whatever will slip up and And, then accidentally say the person's name. And get your name. And then. And that's a wrap. If you're supposed to be a confidential, <laughs> imagine being a confidential informant and then in, in the in the trial, you know, they got the stenographer there and they go, yeah. and when Davion, oh, damn, shit, I wasn't supposed <laughs> to say his name. Because the stenographer already typed, as soon as he said, it's on the, now it's on the paperwork. Yeah. And that's it. Now yep. you now you fucked, you know. Yep. So it says, once Guy Guy Coffee's, Coffee's, I, I guess that's how you say his last name. So once Guy Coffee's secret spilled out into the Baltimore streets. Mm. I mean, it already sounds bad. Yeah, no. From that first sentence. Yeah. And coffee spill. I see what you did there. That's a bar. (laughs) He only had months to live. Federal prosecutor said. Oh, I'm sure. And it's accurate. That's accurate. (laughs) It's not a a medical sentence, but it's like, no, yeah, no. I mean, you need to leave then. Don't be in East Baltimore, West, wherever you're from. Don't hang around because your life, your life. I mean. You're cutting your life short. Yeah. (laughs) Ah. That's me. Well, what I'll say is, man, listen, I'm, I don't get involved in any kind of street level activities or anything like that. But if you choose to make money in that lane, there's certain rules you need to follow. What? And you mean for what? Selling drugs. Oh, okay. Robbing people. I thought people. you meant snitching. No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying snitching is one of those rules you don't break. Yeah. You can't You can't have a feet in both worlds. If you are out there doing dirt, yeah. robbing people, selling drugs, if you get caught, that's a part of the game, man. You can't. Mm-hmm. Throw somebody under the bus that didn't get caught to better your situation. Yeah, that's not how the game works. You know, it's it's, it's how how you can't have dog treats in your truck, 
It's just rules, man. Yeah. And if you get caught, you can't go, well, you know, Mike put him in my truck. I didn't do You got caught. You wanted to feed dogs and mm-hmm. that's you on you gotta take your charge. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Like, and that's a weird analogy to be doing like <laughs> selling bricks of cocaine, but like it's the truth. You know, you got caught, you got caught up. Nobody else got caught. You can't fucking bring people down because you got caught. That's that's not how it yeah. works. If you're gonna dwell in that world, Oof. but you should you shouldn't. You shouldn't you shouldn't dwell in that world. No. Just saying. But if you are, that's that's the rules. Or if you're trying to get a little check, it's either you trying to lessen your sentence, yeah, or you trying to get a check. Oh, please keep in mind, I'm not in that world. So if there's a reward <laughs> poster out about information yeah. on somebody and you're not in my family, oh, I will call that hotline and, and, and drop dime on you immediately <laughs> for the check. Immediately. Oh yeah, the bag will be grabbed. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll snitch. I can snitch. I can snitch. I'm not in that world. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh no! Don't say that over here. Oh man. yeah, no. Never mind. I'll cut that. <laughs> so the bag will be gra- yeah. The bag will be grabbed, man. One hundred fifty thousand for information. Man, nah, man. On. I seen an article like 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 a dude. It was like fifteen thousand. Hey man, you yeah. can put it down. You can flip a house for fifteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know for whereabouts, man. and I don't, no, con, I'm saying no connection to you. You're oh, not, a, no not con- a cousin. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put Maybe, my cousin yeah. in jail, but like I, you know, third party. I know, or I saw you. Okay, I saw you on the. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, he lives in these apartment complexes. Uh-huh. I just, I saw a dude that fits that description, and if that information leads to them catching him, I want my fifteen bands. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, should, so I, it, should, I, should, I, should I cut this? <laughs> am I? Am I? Is my? Am, am I have months to live now? No, I'm not in the world. No, man. you're not, not in it. I'm not in I that world, different. man. I think it's different. Yeah. So, um, guy who was 28 had been working as a police informant, tipping off detectives mm. to crimes by a gang of a hitman and drug dealers known as Train to Go. Oh, which means trains T- to kill. Yeah, that's the, that's the name of the gang. That's the gang. Yeah. TTG. Train, train to Go. Yeah. So at least 10 of the alleged gang members were in jail last year on federal charges. But a defense attorney... <laughs> this is where they fucked up. But a defense attorney sent one of them letters with Guy's name on it. And the letter leaked out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who, they sent it to the one of the TTG guys in jail? Um, I guess... Like his one of their attorneys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, just to keep him abreast on the case and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it had the guy's name in yeah. it. So it was like, hey, so this say that, you know, Guy... Who? And then that's when the shit yeah. got around. And I bet you guys see it's different. See what it sounds like. It sounds like guy was playing both sides. Both sides. And so if or you're guy just got, in, or guy yeah. got caught up, he got caught up and with his own stuck, shit. And you get stuck under their thumb. And it was like, yeah, where he was like, well, we we know you know the guy that's gonna come up in the story. We yeah. know you know this guy. Uh huh. So you look, hey man, look, give you fifteen bands. Oh, they were paying. They were paying them. Give it. Yeah, give you fifteen bands. Oh, and you get, I thought they had them like. You're going to jail if you don't cooperate. Both, both. Oh wow! Both. <laughs> they sweeten the deal for him with yeah. some money too, because yeah. of the, the stakes. Yeah, but you got to, but you have to leave. You got to go. You got to leave and go in witness protection. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but then when that name leak out, it's like it's a wrap. No, you, damn. You, you, hey, yeah. you got to get out of here immediately. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> Jesus, that defense attorney really fucked up. It's fucked up, man. But here's the crazy thing about Baltimore: he might not have fucked up. He might have did that on purpose. What do you mean? He might have been a lawyer that's like, TTG might have some money behind him. They might oh, you mean a, a lawyer probably did a lawyer? Yeah, they might be gotcha. a real criminal organization in this city. And they wanted the person who, they, you know, the lawyer was like, look, you can beat this case if this guy isn't around anymore. Mm-hmm. So, oops, damn, I gave you the paperwork. I didn't know his name was on there. Oops, I didn't know. Shit, my bad. 
and then now they have the name. What's done is done. It's such a small thing for that lawyer to go, damn, it was one piece of paper. But that one piece of paper and that one little name, and now, you know, 200 people know the guy's name, and that's it now. Yeah. It's just... And if he can't show up to court, those 10 guys, maybe their case is based on this one guy testifying against them. Yeah. I mean, I... I've heard of crazy stuff happening. I can't in the city. rule that out because I don't know how big this gang is trained to go and how big. Yeah. But if it comes to like BGF, then yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, for sure, that's absolutely a possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the defense attorney sent uh, sent one of the name one of the letters out with with guy's name on it and it leaked out. So zo- soon there was a twenty thousand dollar bounty mm. on guys on guy's head. Twenty bands and yep. alternate you know, the us me. You didn't see us yeah. yet, did you? No. But the tethered me, who's a savage, I assume I'm such a nice person that the tethered me mm-hmm. is a savage. Mm-hmm. He's trained to go. He'd go get that back. <laughs> the way I would snitch. 20, 20 stacks? 20 stacks. The way I would snitch for 15, the trained to go us version of me, mm-hmm. that's the tethered, and that's an easy That's an easy 20 bands. He's got a, a Desert Eagle gun and a duster, yep. and he's going to go get the bag. 20 bands. Bring you the head to the police station. Yep. <laughs> Drop it on, the, you know. It's cra- not the police station, to the TTG guy. Yeah. There you go. Give me my bands. It's, I mean, it's crazy for that name to get out. And you, I mean, if you're in prison, you're not safe either way. No. Can you imagine so, having a bounty on your head? 20000 It's like, God, I mean, you're dead. Yeah. You can get a dude here for five grand these days. So that's five bodies. 20000 Oh, that's some, four bodies. I'm put some dudes in the hood. Oh, what? That's a million dollars, man. I mean, that's competition right there. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, that's like, every, <laughs> you know, like in John Wick. Like, it's, yeah. that's like John Wick type of shit. Like, the yeah. whole world is after you. <laughs> for $20,000? You know what you can do with $20,000? Look, you take the twenty. Buy two bricks. Flip those. Mm-hmm. Now you got it. But I'm just, I don't dwell in the world. Okay. But I'm just saying, <laughs> to a street dude, you could flip that into $100,000 if you know what to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. In my world, I would buy me a nice property, you yeah. know, put some people in it, and uh-huh. then collect the monthly, in, you know, investment on that on the rent. Uh, gotcha. But, you know, in a, the tethered me, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you buy that, you, buy, you know, you, you, you know, you buy you a nice pack, flip the pack, now you got, oh, man, $20,000? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's 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 dead. <laughs> that man is dead. He's dead. He's dead. He was shot dead in June. Oh my god! I know. Yeah, you know, his like. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Where's the story? Immediately. From? Yeah, no. Yeah, it lasts. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Twenty thousand dollars on your head? No, it wasn't making out the city alive, man. And they knew his name. Yeah, they man, knew. They knew they who they probably. They knew they who this was. Went to man. his, tied his family up. Oh, they, oh man. Yeah. They knew who this. That, who who did what? Dude man. from down on on uh, go get his what's the name street? Go get man, his mother, him. and tell him I have his. That's the te- I mean, that's the world you're dwelling in. This city is this city is ruthless, man. Man, look, let me tell you. I don't want to go off track here. My story not that long anyway. I was hanging with my brother <laughs> brother one time. We was out we was out in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, Maryland. Yeah, and then we was with interesting his co- play, in- interesting part of Maryland. Yeah, yeah. We was with his cousins, one of his cousins and shit. So I, we already in Brooklyn, Maryland. So I'm already nervous. Right. So we out there, and he was like sitting in the car. I was like, all right. So my brother and his cousin go knock on the door, and we come back. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" He was like, "My brother was like, yeah, man, he uh, he went and knocked on the dude, dude door, look for this dude, but he told his mom he was like, hey, if it's what's name here, and she was like, no, he was like, all right, well, tell him to get in touch with me because if not, I'm coming back here. I don't care who's here. I was like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but shit is crazy, man. I was like, oh shit, shit is, shit is listen, man, shit is for crazy. You to, for you to to say that bro, to, to with a dead face, with a dead serious, like. Just casually, like, okay, well, I'll be back here at eight. If he's here, great. If he's not here, I'm coming in the house or whatever. You make you make assumptions of what oh, I'm what I'm shit. getting at, but I'm I'm coming back here regardless. Yeah, man, listen, man, 
this city is cold, man. It's a beautiful city. I love living here. I love the things that you can do. But uh, if you cross the wrong people, you don't even necessarily have to cross them. If you come across the wrong people, yeah. it's wolves out here, man. It is wolves out here, and they will rip you apart for what they think you have in your wallet, and it could be not, it could be nothing. They don't even know, and a person just got murdered for fifty dollars. I mean, this really is a very cold city, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that doesn't surprise me at all, especially if you're dwelling in that world and playing both sides, mm-hmm. and now you got money on your head. So they already are mad at you. Yeah, they already mad at you because you're a snitch. Mm-hmm. Now it's incentive with money on top. You already had incentive because you get to be the guy that killed the snitch, mm-hmm. but you also can get some money. Man, that guy didn't stand a chance, man. No, no. Rest in peace to him, but you can't you can't play those games. No, nah, you can't I mean, play. You can't they play got they got on him immediately. Yeah. Uh, so Assistant U.S. Attorney Daniel Gardner told all this to a federal judge in Baltimore last week. This was this was a targeted killing, clearly. Yeah, for sure. Um, Gardner told the judge the government was relying heavily on Guy's testimony. Yep. That lawyer did that on purpose. Man. I'm, I, I'm 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 just that's that's what happened. That he didn't accidentally leak that name. That lawyer got up. If they got the kind of money to put hits on people, they got enough money to p- give a, a lawyer a manila envelope with $10,000 in it and say, hey, man, mail us, give us the name. That's and he I just mean. accidentally Oops. deal with his client and accidentally gave him the paper that had the name on it, not crossed out, not redacted. Oh, damn, I thought this was the redacted one. Shit, my bad. That's now nuts. now his name is out there and he's dead in probably a month, two months. If that, right? Probably not even that. $20,000, <laughs> somebody's coming to collect immediately, yeah. you yeah. know? So the killing of the federal witness, I mean, I don't like that title. Federal witness? <laughs> the so the, the uh, TTG didn't like that title either. No. So the killing of the federal witness is among the, the startling revelations in the racketeering case against 10, 10 men accused of running the violent West Baltimore Street gang train to go. Mm. The scheduled five-week trial for the eight for eight of the men begins Monday in federal, federal court in Baltimore. One defendant has pleaded guilty, and the other, Roger Roger Milk Taylor, remains on the loose. Was that his nickname? Yeah, Milk. Milk. Yeah. Um, the ten were indicted for racketeering, drug trafficking. Federal prosecutors say that say they murdered, murdered, kidnapped, intimidated witnesses, and sold drugs. Oh, they were active. heroin, marijuana, and cocaine. Jesus. And Sandtown, Winchester, as far as as far as back as 2010. Jesus. They would probably have some of those fentanyl packs out then. Yeah. Um, they murdered 10 people between 2010 and 2016, prosecutors say. Mm. The men all faced life in prison. Their defense attorneys all declined to comment, to comment or did not return messages. Brandon Man-Man Baysmore. That sounds more familiar. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that. Milk I hadn't heard of. But milk I haven't man, heard of. Man-Man, Little Man. Yeah. Nucky. So Brandon Madman Bazemore, who pleaded guilty last month, admitted to being hired by another gang, the Young Go Getters, to kill, yeah, to kill um, Lamont Randall. Oh shit! What? That was weird. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I read the story, but it didn't hit me until when I read it. You tell tell me after. (laughs) (laughs) Was hired by another gang, uh, gang called Y. Young go-getters to kill Lamont Randall in July 2015. Randall was killed in a quadruple shooting in Poppleton. Mm. So Bazemore said Train to Go was paid ten thousand to murder Randall, mm. according to his plea. He is scheduled for sentencing next month. 
Last week, federal prosecutors and defense attorneys appeared in court to discuss evidence in the case. Prosecutors are asking the judge to allow them to present um, Guy's testimony. So that's when Guy's go back in. So Guy had Guy had named defended. I mean, he right on everybody. Defended Taurus Tash Tillman as responsible for a murder seven years ago in Harlem Park. Harlem Park. While Tillman was in jail, his defense attorney sent him a letter about evidence in the case. The letter mentioned Guy. So yeah, that's what uh-huh. happened. Yeah. So prosecutors told the judge that the letter reached the streets. Of course. <laughs> the logical conclusion is that Tillman sent that letter to the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, Gardner told the judge. Of, sure, of course. Yeah. So federal agents urge Guy to flee Baltimore. Yeah. Immediately. On it. <laughs> they could have put him on a plane. They're like, hey, man, look, uh, it's on your dime. But I you- mean. <laughs> they don't have a witness protection program or something? Get him in the car. Yeah, hey, and- man, you got to get out of here. Can you help? Nah, sorry, man. Uh, you you got to do on your own. But in their defense, they told him to flee Baltimore, but he kept coming back. Oh, hey, man, you can't leave the street. No. It's when you, but that's it's so funny for you to, and that just goes to speak on like the 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 limit. There's not a lot of stand up dudes left in that street life, and that's why it's not worth it to even be in the game. There's no honor. There's no code. This dude is a informant, mm-hmm. but he's like. But no, nah, man, I can't leave that street life alone. You are a you are a rat. Yeah, and you can't you you the street life is still it keeps calling you. You are like the opposite of what should be living in that life. Yeah. But he's like, no, nah, man. But I just can't leave the game no. alone. I think I think it died down a little bit. Yeah, like, you have twenty stacks. On yeah, you have twenty racks on your head. <laughs> so yeah, so they told they told God to flee Baltimore, but he kept coming back. Gardner said. Meanwhile, he said agents heard other alleged gang members were hunting guy from behind bars so, mm. so he was he was not he was dead anyway. either way this somebody said this is a violent and dangerous and dangerous organization as there is in baltimore richard bartles tillman's defense attorney declined to discuss the letter with the baltimore son mm. members of the train to go served served as guns for hire by other baltimore street gangs including the powerful black gorilla family yeah mm-hmm. and the young go-getters according to doc according to court documents one defendant, John Banking Harrison, is accused of participating in a shooting that left three people dead. I mean, these dudes are real out here. Yeah, man. Listen. These dudes are real. We didn't have, we we had it was at like two hundred murders in like March, bro. Like and I remember last summer, it was crazy. like it was it was like a murder every night last summer. And and it was East Baltimore, West Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So we, we you're talking about some of the people who are involved in shootings that we hear about on the news every day. Yeah. You know, some people, somebody got shot at a bus stop. Somebody got shot here. Somebody got shot at a 4th of July event. Like, they are, they are out there. And all this stuff stems from one event. Mm-hmm. You got one of mine. Now it's back in retaliation. This is It's been retaliations for, like, the last two summers, man. People going back and forth on site. I see you. I was, I'm, I'm taking you. It's crazy, man. Yeah. So I fuck for 4th of July. You couldn't, you couldn't pay me to go out in Baltimore City no. on 4th of July. Oh, no. So another defendant, Terrell Silvis, is accused of murdering a 34-year-old man who was due in court on drug charges. The victim, Jamie Hilton Bay, was abducted by by mask. The fact, so Jamie Hilton was abducted by mask gunman, dragged into a van, and killed in May 2010. Police you can't testify if you're not alive. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they it's shit like that actually going. I mean, you see that shit in movies, but I mean, it's like. Oh, a van will pull up and just yes, yes, bro. I'm telling you, the wire, man. the wire nailed it. That's bro. nuts, man. The wire nailed it, and the wire. There was a storyline like this of 
there was a weaselly, and that's a that's a poor. Word. I, I take that back. There's that's a poor term to use because there's a lot of stereotypes of like lawyers being Jewish and mm-hmm. Weasley. I didn't. I, I just mean like he was a snaky lawyer. If you've seen the, the Wire, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And he would get the. He was representing the streets. He was a defense attorney, mm-hmm. and whatever information they needed, they needed a name or whatever. They he'd get them the name, and then they'd go kill the person. And you can't can't testify if you're not alive. Wow. It's it's that simple. It's that simple. A case that's built around an informant, if if that person doesn't show up to court, the case is dismissed. That's it. This dude, this dude guy, mm-hmm. a lot of people got free because he wasn't dead. That's crazy. <laughs> so defendant Montana Burnett. So this is this way this whole this thing is really about him. Mm-hmm. He's the main person in this. Montana Barnett, whom police describe as a, de- a deadly gang enforcer, mm. serve as one of the crew's leaders. According to the court records, the 23-year-old is accused of at least six killings between July 2015 and May 2016. 23. I mean, he like he. I think he became the leader at like 13, which I think is like around the time they recruit. You these, know? these young bulls, man. There's nothing. I'm not a person that crosses the street or anything like that. Like when I see groups of young black kids, but it's nothing more intimate. Like I don't. I don't want any issues. With these young kids, uh, these days in the city, man, no. they're perked up, leaned mm-hmm. up, uh, gunned up, yeah. and looking for somebody to disrespect. Looking, they want you to disrespect them. Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, anything. I, st- I if I you know I bump you or whatever, my baby, man, my bad, man. Immediately, I'm, yeah. I don't even want you to take it like I bumped you. And I'm not saying anything because fuck you. I want it to be known to me, like, hey, man, my bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But even then, it, it might even still, still it still could escalate just because they gotta you know they gotta they gotta get it off. Twenty three years old and he's the, a deadly enforcer. Yeah, come on, bro. At twenty three years old, I was working at the mall. Yeah, on, <laughs> that's that's I mean that's crazy. So if, I mean, if you're in it at thirteen, I mean, you're you're in. So, I mean, can you imagine pulling trigger on a gun at somebody at thirteen? That's no. Nah. You know, and we knew kids. You know. That were about that at 13, and I couldn't believe it at 13. I was like, hey, they did what? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. So federal agents had wiretapped Barnett's cell phone as a part of the train-to-go investigation, according to the court documents. Barnett has been locked up since August 2016 when he was charged with a 2014 killing. At that time, then Baltimore Police Commissioner Kevin Davis called him the city's number one trigger puller, Mm. putting him at the top of a list of more than 200 police targets. Last year, Barnett was mistakenly released from jail. He showed up in Brooklyn. So he just, they just let him go. Accidentally let him out of jail? <laughs> the most deadly trigger puller. Yeah. They, he, by name, they described him as that. And they mistakenly let him out. Mistakenly let him go. He showed up in Brooklyn, New York. His trigger finger was to watch, Yeah, to watch Sandown native Javante Davis fight for a boxing title. Oh, he, so went, he, to the, he went straight to the fight, so, fresh out of the bing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm about to go support my mans. Yeah. Had the Gucci fit on, and that, the belt was ready for him when he hit the streets. Yep. Got picked up. We, we gonna get you right, man, for this the fight. fight. Yeah, yeah. I gotta support my gotta man. Go see Tank. Yep. So he was arrested again hours later in Rice's mm. town. Damn. So Kevin Davis, you know, Tank probably keep a, a shooter or two with him too, probably. and not a not a I bodyguard. Mean, he, he from the hood. Yeah, not a bodyguard neither. Like a like just a dude. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. So Kevin Davis said Barnett terrorized West Baltimore. I mean, dude was, and they accidentally let this man let this yeah. man out of jail. Yeah, wow. So they said Barnett is very good at his craft, 
He said, his craft is killing. <laughs> oh, my God. Who is he, man on fire? No, That's man. That's crazy. He's Denzel Washington? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, Christ. this dude is just... He's very good at his craft. His craft is killing. When they, I mean, when you get into a conversation, when they, somebody says a sentence like that, it's like, this dude man, was just Jesus. bodying niggas. See, the born identity? That's crazy. Oh, my God. Um, That's such a poetic way to describe a murderer. This man is, this man is an artist. His art is murder. Yeah. Um, so... So a hardened killer came in contrast to the image of Barnett as he entered the federal courtroom last week for a hearing before the before the trial. It said he smiled and waved and made baby faces to a little girl in the gallery. I'm guessing that maybe so his probably daughter. daughter. Yeah, by his daughter. But um, I just wanted to read that article. I know, like we said in like early episodes, we didn't want to do stories like this. No, but I mean something. that's that's layers, man. That's not but, just like some gangbang. Yeah, shoot, but man. I mean like this dude was. Terrorizing for sure the Baltimore City, and there's also touches on corruption. I mean, there's there's a yeah. lot of implications in that article that you read, man. Yeah. I, I I find it hard to believe the lawyer accidentally didn't know the name was in the thing. And the, yeah. uh, just for just for people that's not from me, like we are, yeah, you know that drive through these streets and we hear about it all the time. It's like, sure. I mean, this shit is it's real, man. Is is real? Yeah. I mean, and to all you people on Twitter, y'all don't and Instagram underneath these people comments. Talking about people and being funny, trying to be trolls, y'all be playing around with killers sometimes, man. Yeah, you know this dude, like this dude right here, he's a father or whatever. Smile, Gucci, Gucci, goo, and y'all be on Twitter or Instagram under people's comments and talking to people all kind of ways and de- talking to people who will put you in a grave. I mean, it was a, <laughs> it was a, we have a friend. I'm not gonna put his name out here, but um, we was on, we was playing the game, and then we played with a couple other friends, and then this dude was. You know, man, what you do? Live with your mom? Just, just, just. And it's like, and then one of the friends was like, hey, man, tell him to. This was a friend of the guy that was crazy. So he was yeah. like, hey, tell your homeboy to chill. I mean, this dude <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. He offs people. Yeah. And he was like, hey, tell him to chill. Knock man. that just off. Just knock yeah. that shit off. Keep it game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, your video game skills are not that good. Don't go into yeah. some, you're a bitch. Yeah. Y'all, y'all I'm not telling you, yeah. you can be like, I mean, why was he. Why were you talking to him like yeah. that? <laughs> he was, I mean, going at him, and he was like, hey, man, tell him to. <laughs> on some some serious. Some like, real shit, like, tell him For to his chill. safety. Yeah, this dude. It's not. Offs. He don't do people. that. Oh, my God. And you can hear the dude, like, have you ever seen a gun before? And it was like, Hey, dog. Listen, man. Chill, man. I'm in. I'm in here. So yeah. you chill. <laughs> Listen, man. I have, would never proclaim to be any kind of street dude. Never. But one thing I learned from living in this city is who not to fuck with. <laughs> you learn that real quick here. It's it's real easy. You can tell a you can tell a fake tough guy. I can tell those dudes real quick. But the real tough dudes aren't the loud ones no. and the the ones you know barking the loudest and those be the ones that you talk the wrong way to and they're not going back it's not going to be a barking back and forth. that's how i know like whenever we play basketball and none of the dudes that we hang out with are even really like yeah, that uh-huh. but the dude that's like okay we go what man what what's up? you know you bump them the wrong way and then, hey man you all and you do all that and the person just go okay all right that's the person i'm scared of yeah not the person that's going to go, you are, you're a bitch back and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And people be on these internet uh, sites, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, talking greasy yeah. to killers, man. Like, to killers, bro. <laughs> like, oh, that's a fake belt. You're ugly. What's that tattoo? A, ba- a bag of money? That's a stupid tattoo. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. You do that. 
don't come to my you're not welcome to Super Bowl parties there's <laughs> some people where I see them their activities on the internet I'm like you're not allowed in my presence because yeah. I don't know what kind of smoke uh, comes your way it's, I, I'm real careful about who I let in my car in my <laughs> house because I don't want to catch whatever might be coming your way I mean we hung around one person like that yeah like, uh huh yeah uh huh and if we talk about the same person, he threatened to kill me. So uh, you know, so, so I mean, hey, this happened, people. So, so, this so, so yeah, so uh, <laughs> and he will never be in my house or anywhere around me ever again. You know, so yeah, no, for sure. Oh God, <laughs> man. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. It is my turn to close out the show. My affirmative murder this week is the story of the massacre of the Wonderland gang. Mm. <clears throat> it gets a little, it's a little poetic of a beginning. Uh, um, I got my um, story from uh, an article by Mr. Kevin P. Casey from all th- all that's interesting. I'm sorry, her name is Katie Serena. Uh, it's an article from allthatsinteresting.com. I've been really into this uh, website lately. They really do some really good write-ups on um, true crime stories, so check them out. <clears throat> when Alice fell down the, ra- the rabbit hole and landed in Wonderland, she found smoking caterpillars, Cheshire cats, and a trove of body-altering drugs. Of course, that was just a children's tale, but the real-life Wonderland was, wasn't far off. A high-security drug house on Wonderland Avenue, high above the Sunset Strip, that played host to LA's most elite housed to LA's most elite housed troves of drugs, and was the scene of a bloody quadruple homicide. Mm-hmm. So basically, the Wonderland gang was this crew of like kind of party drug dealers. They weren't like scary drug dealers. They were like, oh yeah, we got the coke, man. Mm-hmm. And it was like uh, kind of uh, it was it was the '80s. So you got you know. I'm not saying these people were there, but we're talking about like the Travoltas and the and the and the uh, you know who else was big in the '80s. You know, Webster was probably there, and you go to these people's houses, and it's like we got the blow, we got the women here, the models are here, the pools out party, back. Big party. It was a big party. It was they were the L.A. drug dealers in the mm. scene, and they were called the Wonderland Gang because they had a big house on Wonderland Avenue, mm. and all the socialites and the celebrities, and they would come to their house and party up. It was Liddy out there. It was super Liddy. You know, disco was dying, but they had, you know, 80s music was, you know, a lot of strobes and techno beats and, mm. you know, spandex and dudes was out there looking crazy. Jerry curls. Everybody just banging everybody on drugs. Oh, for sure. But the crazy thing about L.A. is, in all with and tied in all that scene, is a heavy drug culture. I mean, a heavy gang culture. You know, so it's like, there's danger and but also, some of the most famous people in the world are out there. Yeah. L.A. is a very interesting town. Like, because you really can make two lefts and be in the craziest neighborhood in the world and then make a right and you're at Kardashian's uh, Kardashian party. Mm. Like, it really is pretty nuts. And they'll co-mingle and all that kind of shit. The game will be at the Kardashian party and bring his bloods. And it's, L.A. is interesting. Mm. It really is. A, I mean, it, I want to go there. For sure. I haven't been there at all. You know, yeah. I mean, I if I went to LA, I would go to like um the all the touristies. Yeah, I was that's I wouldn't I mean, try to like go. go off on my own and explore LA no. and I'm walking around with like a fucking what Cardinals you hat. On, yeah, you, you know, got I don't know the rules. Cuss? Yeah, I'm not from there. Whoa. I'm not I, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know the rules there, so I don't even I don't want to go like exploring. Yeah. You know, but Shout out to LA though. I mean, I, I, it's a lovely town. Um, <laughs> uh, so today, 
8763 Wonderland Avenue in Laurel Canyon is home to a neat little little split level with a car with a carport and an iron iron and an iron framework balcony and a family with a minivan. Nothing on the outside suggests that on July 1st, 1981, four bodies were discovered there. Mm. So beaten and bloody that the LAPD compa- compared them to the Tate La Bianca murders, which was uh, Marilyn Manson sending those people there and killed Sharon Tate and mm-hmm. the, the daughter who was the heir to the Folgers fortune. And mm. those that was gruesome. So they were comparing this to that. And it was around the same time. So it was, you know, L.A. has some of the most like iconic true crime stories ever. You know, so this was one of those where mm. they were like, this is reminding me of that. The... Uh, the the Sharon the Sharon Tate murder. Uh, also, the thing that's crazy about this to me is where they're how they're talking about who lives in the house now. Mm-hmm. Houses, man. They the history. It's like you, a crazy value, don't it? I, I don't. I don't know because this isn't. This isn't. This isn't the Tate murder. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. Like it. It just. It just was. It's just, murder it's just, wise, it was. It was crazy, but yeah. it's not. Nobody faint. It wasn't. It's not like a iconic house. But now, it's a big story, though, right? I don't know if it was a Maybe. big story. I never heard okay. of it until I, until I yeah, stumbled true. upon right, it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I've heard of the Marilyn, Ma- I mean, the um, Charles Manson story. But for us, we, we, if we were to see it, we're like, whoa. Well, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. the Wonderland gang. Yeah. Uh, but I just mean the fact that it's just a family living there and a minivan and all this kind of stuff. I don't like to think about it like with my house, but mm-hmm. you just don't know what happened in this room that we're in here yeah. right now. And, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, people, somebody might have smoked crack in here. Yep. You know, like, it, you just don't know. You got your own, your life has its own house. Your house has its own life now, but it's yeah. had other lives. And to think about you could walk past the house now in 2019 and it's just like a family walking out, strapping a kid into a car seat. But then 40 years ago, uh, 1980s, yeah, damn, 92. Almost 40 years ago, it was butt naked girls walking around and yeah. people with coke on their nose and jumping off diving boards and ODing in the pool and all types of shit. And it's just now it's just a family house. If the walls could talk. If, whew, if those walls could talk. Man, they'd be like, man, where's the where's the blow at, man? Yeah, you know, get me out of here. Yeah, the, with the the house would say yeah. that. No, I mean me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, so, um, um, the house on Wonderland Avenue was home to many things, though most notably the member the members of the Wonderland gang. The gang trafficked drugs, mainly cocaine, throughout the late seventies, and they had rented eight seventy eighty seven sixty three Wonderland in member. Joy Miller's name to house their exploits. Mm. So they sent Joy to you know handle the paperwork. She probably had the cleanest record. Mm-hmm. Got a house to be like, man, we're gonna have bungalow parties. People gonna be doing coke off dicks. It's gonna be Boom. it's gonna be crazy, man. Nudist parties, gonna be orgies, and it's gonna be crazy. And we're gonna count this money from this, these drug deals. And they probably got hella sales off at the parties too. That's crazy. Cause you gotta keep the party going. You created the party. It's almost like a self sustaining thing. It's like yeah. you open up a fireworks stand and a, 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 a animal hospital. You know, and so the person, they get hurt at the, blowing up the firecrackers and then they got to come see you when they blow the frogs up, you know? Mm-hmm. So they got parties that are insane and they sell drugs. So they yeah. wouldn't want the party to die out. You know what you need? Sell More drugs. Coke. Get I'll tell you what, give me a, give me a thousand dollars. I'll go upstairs, get the Coke real quick. The party don't have to stop. It's a pretty clever business model. Thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> is a lot of goddamn money for damn drugs. For Coke? I man, don't know. Coke, listen, man. <laughs> I'm not going to, listen. Coke is expensive. Okay. Okay. I mean, you sound pretty educated on this. Song. Listen, man. Coke is expensive. All right. Get past experience, or my mother. My mother listens to this podcast. Oh, Coke, Coke, she does. Coke is expensive. Okay. Uh, Do you hear that? I'm not putting Coke, Coke is expensive. Book. I didn't listen anyway. Right. <clears throat> um, Miller's boyfriend, uh, Billy Deverell, as well as gang members Ron 
Launius, and his wife Susan were the home's usual residents. Though over the years, other gang members passed through the doors. John Holmes, the most successful pornographer of his time, was a frequent guest of the home, purchasing or scrounging cocaine from the gang. So they had, whoever had the biggest dick in the 80s, this dude John Holmes was the best fucker in the 80s, and he loved it there. Oh, I thought he was like... He might have been a director. I don't know. I'm not familiar with who John Holmes is, but he was in the pornography business. Oh, I thought he was was a director, you know... Doing bang scenes. And he might have been. He might have just oh. been. He might have been. That I feel like that's kind of you get more cachet as a director. Yeah. But you get more sex as a performer. Yeah. But you know, if you're a director, you probably have more money, and you come through, and it's like that's John Holmes. He directed Debbie Does Dallas or whatever, you know. But if you're the dude with the dick, you are <laughs> just you. You don't. You might not have the money to in the in the um in the like oh the room stops when you walk in, mm-hmm. but you're fucking. You know, so I don't know John Holmes. I didn't look him up, but he was in the pornography business, and he was one of their most loyal customers. Mm. Uh, the gang made most of their money on drug deals, mainly cocaine, but occasionally heroin or other street drugs. Also, occasionally the group would turn to burglary and armed robbery to make ends meet. What? Right. Also, fun fact that I'm, I might sound dumb here: ends meet. Uh. It's not meat like meat that you eat. Hmm. I didn't know that. I thought it was meant like ends meat, like you need to eat meat to survive. But apparently, it's just like to make the ends meet. Yeah, like I never the, thought about it, but I didn't. I didn't think it was like meat, like like meat that like, you eat. Spe- the spelling. I didn't. I never paid the spelling any mind. I've never seen it spelled out till just now. I've only, I've only I said, said it. I never. Yes, I'm saying I never. Wow, I'm actually kind of mind blown. I always thought it was like to make the ends. Meat, like you, you get meat because you're hungry and you need to get meat. Mm. I don't know. I feel dumb trying to explain it to what what I why I thought it was that, but fuck y'all. Uh, if you all, if everybody's like, uh, duh, you thought it was meat? What are you talking about? Yeah, you make the ends meet. That's what it is. M e e t, not m e a t. Listen, we're open here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're vulnerable and we're honest about you know we're dumb. So yeah, I, you I know, mean, I'm not gonna lie. I thought that's that's what I thought. Uh. A decision that would ultimately result in the gang's bloody end. So I guess they might have robbed the wrong person. Mm. And it comes back. Again, you dabble in that world. They thought they could just go break into somebody's house, get money, and then go back to doing cocaine parties. But somebody's missing some shit in their house. Yeah. And if they find out who did it, they don't come see you about it. Mm-hmm. Tell you, man. Oh, uh, and also, here's a picture of John's porn star John Holmes. He had an 80s stash, handlebar mustache. Mm. He was fucking... And he also looks like he might have hepatitis C. And he Let me see it again. Bam, it's John Holmes right there. He's like Bob for marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, man, listen, man. Hey, what's... <laughs> like cowboy. But yeah, man, listen to the beat, Martin, man. Oh, man. Gina, what a happening party. I mean, everyone's getting down. Whoa. Introduce me to your famous friend here. Um, Keith, this is Bob from the research department. What's happening? All right, all right. You know what? I have a big problem, man. I have to make her introduce you to me, man. What does that mean, Keith? That means I don't know you. And why? Because right now your career is right about here. All right? You want to go here, don't you? I'm sure you do, because everyone does, man. In order to get here, you need the hammer pants, man. Hammer, 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 hammer. 
Hey, that was free. Whoa. Look at the bot on that chick. Excuse me. Think about what I said. Martin, man. Shout out to Martin, man. Classic. Classic show. Uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> on June 29th, several days before the Wonderland murders, four members of the Wonderland gang robbed the home of notorious club owner and gang leader Eddie Nash. Launius and Deverell were the perpetrators, as well as gang members David Lynn and Tracy McCourt. During the burglary, Nash's bodyguard, Gregory Diles, was shot. So not only did they rob this dude's house, they shot one of his employees. Damn. Uh, though he survived. While the house was cased and trashed, the Wonderland gang members got, a, got out without being recognized. Mm. Except by, probably I would assume I'm going to get to it eventually, but I'm sure Gregory, Gregory Diles, the bodyguard who survived, probably had a hand in identifying who did it. I would think so. Leave no, leave no witnesses, man. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but you dealing with a, a gang leader and a, nah, you don't want to, you don't want them to, I wouldn't even have robbed his house. If I was ever to go into burglary, I'm robbing all old people. And yeah. like when they're at church or something. Yeah. I'm not dealing with but like the bigger the stakes, the bigger the reward. So you rob a you rob a gang leader, you're probably gonna make out with a lot of money, but if they find out who you are, you're dead now. I mean you gotta then you gotta it gets messy though. Oh. That's why I work a job. Mm, I couldn't do that. No, 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 no. Uh, though police didn't interfere, oh, though, though police didn't identify a suspect initially, Nash pointed fingers at several people he knew had been in his home the day of the crime. People like John Holmes, porn star, who had been there j- just that morning, and several other drug users who had been in to buy drugs. So they robbed a like a rival drug dealer. Mm. This gang, this gang leader, also sold drugs. Okay. So, and they had customers who would buy from both of them, like this porn star, John Holmes. So, John Holmes might have came over to the party like, man, not even even snitching, just talking, man. I was at Eddie Nash's house, man. That dude's got golden ashtrays, man. He's got a safe full of money, man. (laughs) Hit a line. Man, if you really wanted to, man, you could go in there with like three guys easy. Take You walk out with 80,000. They're like, oh, yeah? Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Hmm. That simple. People just chattering. Where was I? Boo do 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 do. Oh yeah. Uh, other people like Scott Thorson, former lover of. Library, Wait, I'm huh? sorry. Um, what's his, what's that guy's name again? John Holmes. The guy's name is John Holmes. Yeah. Ah, now I remember where they had that name from. You familiar? What's the name brought that up in uh uh, Big Black brought that name up. Oh. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Robin Big? Yeah. What did he say? I'm, I'm like John Holmes? Something like that. Wow. <laughs> That's just about to uh, I had no idea who that was. I didn't know that reference as a kid. I didn't know that till just now, man. Rest in peace, Big Black. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm like John Holmes, son. I don't know what he said, but to, I don't know what context that could have been in. Wow. Bringing up porn stars. Uh, Thorson claimed, so this guy, Scott Thorson, he claimed later that Nash had been so convinced that Holmes was involved he had his injured bodyguard track him down and beat the assailant's name out of him. Oh, mm. so John Holmes, yeah, yeah, so that's how he got the name. But you beat a guy hard enough, he'll tell you whatever you want to know. Yeah. So, I don't know you if that's the most reliable. Me. Yeah, what? Threatened to beat me. <laughs> and it's the name of some person I barely know? I'm really making myself sound like just a weasel on here. No cap, hey, man. man. Uh, hey, you got pen and paper? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snitch, a punk, a... Uh, <laughs> I won't stand on my, my ten toes and, and stand on my morals and, and, and hold information. They're like, no, no, I don't want to. Don't hit me here. What do you want to know? I'm not like that, guys. Come oh, on, man. man. I mean, 
a little bit. Can't do what uh, you gotta do to survive, man. How you, how you think I made twenty seven, man? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, though Thorson though though Thorson's claims were never corroborated, in all likelihood they were true. That's because just two days after Nash allegedly beat him, beat him for information about the assailants, the perpetrators were found brutally bludgeoned in their own home. Mm. At 4 p.m. on July 1st, police received a panicked phone call from a pair of furniture movers as they'd been working at the house next door to 87, 8763 Wonderland. They'd heard moans coming from the, drug, from the drug house. Upon investigation, they found a brutal scene. The body of Barbara Butterfly Richardson, David Lynn's girlfriend, was lying on the ground near the couch she had been sleeping on, covered in blood. Mm. Miller was found dead in her bed. This is the woman that signed for the house. Mm. Uh, while Deverell's body was slumped at the foot of it, leaning against the TV stand, a hammer was found in Miller's bed. Mm. Oh, I thought he was about to say head. Oh, God, no. Believed to be the murder weapon along with several metal pipes. In the neighboring bedroom, Ron Launius was lying dead, bloodied and beaten. So they really, they beat that these people to death, man. man. Yeah, oh, they, and they took their time. These weren't like gunshots to the back of the head or anything. They, they they sent a message so I would I would assume because this is I, I believe this is unsolved I'll get to it I be, I'm pretty sure it's unsolved though I would assume this is Eddie Nash sent some people there mm. to send a message about robbing him you know because if it was a robbery it wouldn't be this gruesome this was very personal spread so out it was just it was uh, revenge yeah revenge and a message like yeah. This is revenge for robbing me. And also, if you're thinking of robbing me in the future, this is what happens to people who rob me. Mm. So, message received. Um, perhaps the most horrifying sight was Launius's wife, Susan. She was found covered in blood on the floor next to the bed that held her dead husband's body. Mm. Her skull was bashed in. But miraculously, she was still alive. Mm. The moans the moving company had heard were from her either an attempt to cry for help or an expression of the horror that surrounded her. Though she'd survived the attack and make a full recovery, the brain damage she sustained left her with permanent amnesia. Probably for the best. I wouldn't run to remember that day in, anyway. So, I mean, I, it sucks that you probably lose a lot of other precious memories, but if I, I don't never want to know what it sounds like to hear a metal pipe hit skull. Mm. You know what I mean? That would You won't mm. sleep. You, you won't... You, that's that's gonna haunt you forever. Yeah. So a silver lining kinda is like they erased that from her mind. Maybe I don't know how deep the amnesia went, but amnesia. I hear amnesia. I think your your memory's gone. Mm. But I mean, I'm sure she'd rather just be fine. Yeah. You know. So. Uh. <clears throat> the police searched the home and interviewed neighbors, who later admitted that they had heard screams around the time of the murder. And minded their business. Mm -hmm. uh, given that the house had a reputation for round-the-clock mayhem, screams and loud noises were commonplace in the neighborhood. So those people were probably like, hey, a fucking a fuck party again. Great. Yeah. It's people just being fucking massacred. That's crazy. That's why I keep, you know, if, if, if shit gets popping off at my house, people know to call the police. You know, it's very key. Just, Don't be a nuisance to your neighborhood, man. Because yeah. at the very least, people won't. People don't ignore the people that they like, mm -hmm. for the most part. I mean, even the sense of like, if you're, I have neighbors around here that I, I have, you know, decent relationships with. I ask them how they're doing or whatever. And if they saw somebody creeping in my backyard 
looking at my car at night. If they see that, they're calling the police. Mm-hmm. But if they don't like you or you're just a sketchy person who shit like that's always kind of happening in your house, mm-hmm. they go, I don't know, probably one of their weird friends yeah, looking in the car. That's not a good reputation to have in your neighborhood. You know, it, I'm, I don't like to, we had this discussion. I don't like talking to people too much and I don't want to be super buddy buddy with my neighbors, mm-hmm. but it's very key to not be disliked by your neighbors. Yeah. It's very crucial. You don't want to be that person that everybody on the block like can't stand. You always have trash in your street yeah. because when you need somebody to keep an eye on things for you, not even just a house sitting, but just like I've had, we've had instances where people were jumping fences and testing back doors. Like just, just kind of twisting them to see which Around one. Around here? Yeah. Oh shit. Two doors, two doors down that happened. The police came immediately, though, oh. and they have a big ass dog. So the person probably he it's good. It's good for that person. They they didn't make it in the house. Yeah. But you see somebody testing locks. If it's the wrong house, people might just go. I don't know that person. They always got weird shit going on at there. You yeah. really don't want to have that kind yeah. of reputation. That's how that's how my neighbors are. They always fighting. I think one day something bad's gonna happen, and, and you gonna like, mind your business. Roll over in that. Yeah, because you're just like oh, another night with them. Yeah. That's you know. So that's what happened. That's what happened here at the at the um. At the Wonderland house, you know, there was like, oh, another party. And they were in there getting beat to death. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so they run the clock mayhem and the neighbors assumed they were just having another party. Uh, the police search turned up items that had been stolen during the burglary from Eddie Nash's home, leading police to question and later arrest him. Though he was initially charged with the planning of the murders, he was later acquitted after the trial ended with a hung jury voting 11 to 1 for conviction. So one person. One person voted no or, you know, whatever, 11 to 1, and he got a hung jury. That doesn't mean he's <laughs> he's innocent. <laughs> so uh, in all likelihood, Eddie Nash, but I, picturing how this story went, I'm picturing a dude with like a pinky ring on the suit mm-hmm. being like, I, I don't know what happened. Hey, listen, you know, you shouldn't, you, you steal from people, you get your hand chopped off. Mm-hmm. That's the school I'm from. But I had nothing to do with this incident, wink, wink, you know what I mean? But hey, you steal and. You know, people that steal are the worst kind of people always mm. say. What I feel like they might have got what was coming to them. But me, I had nothing to do with this. And one person was like, he's innocent. Yeah. I mean, and, what is it? Is he Italian? No, nah, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how all crime bosses sound to me. <laughs> they sound like they're from New York and they're in the mafia. <laughs> he's probably like, I don't know, <laughs> Serbian or something. I don't know. But he just, when I hear, when I think of crime and club owner and I'm uh, like, That's a that's a mobster. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hung jury eleven to one on Eddie Nash, and he got off. He got he got acquitted. Wow. Uh, John Holmes was also arrested after a handprint was found in the Wonderland house. His hands were all over the house. <laughs> his hands were on the women. His hands yeah. were on the coke. His hands were on everything. So I don't. That's, and if I was John Holmes, I'd say that. Like, I, hey, I fuck man. Yeah. Like my hands are everywhere. <laughs> uh, he was charged with four counts of murder, but was acquitted after a highly publicized three-week trial ended up, uh, he ended up serving 110 days in jail for contempt of court after refusing to testify, mm. but never for anything having to do with the murders. So he was just a, like a belligerent cokehead, porn star in court and like, no, I'm not doing that. And they threw him in jail for that, but he didn't have anything to do with the murders. That's crazy. Of course, his hands were over the house. He was a coke, <laughs> he was doing coke everywhere in every room. After both trials, the case eventually ran cold. Nash was indicted in 2000, in 2000 on racketeering charges, and Holmes died in 1988 from complications from AIDS. Ooh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. He looked, I mean, he looked like the type. He, I mean, he was definitely fucking raw heavily in the 80s. Like, at the, the outbreak of AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> He's a porn star during the outbreak of, of AIDS. That's crazy. That's, I mean, Jesus Christ. 
and Eddie Nash was got caught up on racketeering charges. Mm. Commonly a charge that is given to mob bosses. So I'm not saying I don't think my uh, impression was so stereotypical <laughs> after all. It might have been a little cl- close to what he sounds like. Uh, uh, after his death, his wife alleged that he confessed knowing of the murders and having some involvement, though she didn't specify to what. And that was about John Holmes. That's his wife said. Mm. Uh, today, the case of the mur- of the Wonderland uh, murders remains a mystery, leading investigators down spiraling, never-ending rabbit holes of information. Listen, man, that was my affirmative murder. Eddie Nash did that shit. Okay, I don't know who did yeah. it. But his goon, he sent goons to do that. Mm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to make assumptions and besmirch Eddie Nash's name, but come on, man. And I'm sure they say that the rabbit hole thing. But if you ask the cop, they'd all in L.A. They'd probably be like, No, nah, I mean, we know Eddie Nash did it, but he got off, and yeah. I mean, we can't. So remember. this guy Holmes was playing both sides, though, right? Kinda. He was getting coke from both sides. Okay, well, I don't know. I but would, he also, oh, you know, okay. the, and then and then Eddie I didn't Nash mean to came say playing both sides, but you get what I was trying. No, to no, say. for sure, he was, you know, he was dipping in both, and yeah. then when shit hit the fan, he probably gave him the information about, you know, Eddie having valuables in his house, mm-hmm. and when Eddie uh, needed to get the information about who did it, he went right to John Holmes. Yeah. So that's what happens when you play both sides too. You know, I mean, it can all crumble back on you, just like that guy, guy, mm-hmm. in your story. You know, so that's just how it goes sometimes, man. You you play both sides, it can it can get messy for you. That's, uh, that's 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 uh, the less this week's lesson, man. If you, you know, if you play both sides, you can get both your hands chopped off, and that's a little worse. You know, yeah. you know, you, you know. If you you already know the dangers of being in that world, but if you are doing dangerous dangerous stuff within that dangerous world, now you're just being dumb. You're just playing with fire now. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be a burglar, but I'm gonna rob uh, robbers. What? <laughs> what are you What are you doing, man? Like that's you're already doing some high stakes. Now you got the stakes even higher. Yeah, you know. It's like Omar from The Wire. I hate to keep bringing up. I don't hate to keep bringing up The Wire. It is an iconic show, and it is very representative <laughs> of the city that we're from. Uh, uh, Omar robs drug dealers. He's already a robber. He robs people who kill people and sell drugs to their community. That is about as high stakes as it can get. Yeah. You're already living a high stakes lifestyle, and then you're gonna double it. Reward though. <sighs> oh, and Omar was getting rewards. <laughs> man, God, what an iconic character. Oh, Jesus, man. Just... Ah, that's such a good show. <laughs> Omar coming. They just dropped the drugs out the window. That's how bad he was at his job. He was so good at his job, he didn't even have to do use muscle anymore at a, at a point. Damn. They just knew to give it up. We can't beat you in a gunfight here. Take it. Only episode I remember was like, they was throwing piss out the window. That's the only one I remember. That's, you know, and that's, that is indicative of why you shouldn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that is that is crazy that that's like only this one I only remember one episode that is one of the most iconic episode uh, ep- ep- shows ever you're from here yeah. you know the streets and all this kind of stuff you mm-hmm. you have a more of a connection to it and you're like oh no I remember like one episode kind yeah, of yeah Dave's doing piss out the window I thought it was hilarious <laughs> mm. alright that's Fran's review of The Wire uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the most I- iconic shows in television but he was doing it on people that was funny I got you man yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I get why it's funny to you. You gotta explain it to me. <laughs> no, because the P was getting on people, so it's funny. No, I got you. I got you, man. I get. I get why you thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, before we uh, uh, go, it's time for me to try to you know get my revenge. Uh, it's been it's been a long journey. Oh, okay. We've been having a hot 2019, mm-hmm. but today is the day. Okay. And so, um, are you ready? Yeah, let's get it. Okay, let's do this. And now, it's time for True Crime's Hottest Game Show. 
that's okay. He's a superstar either way. Look out, it's time to frazzle, Fran. That's right, folks. Welcome to The Way Things Are Supposed to Be. Another episode of the hottest true crime game show in the world, Frazzle Fran. The game show where I try to fluster, flummox, and frazzle my partner in true crime. Fran, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your mystery this week? <clears throat> Two men dressed in dark clothing enter a wealthy neighborhood in the early morning hours. They move quickly from house to house, taking everything they can. A police observes the pair, but does not approach or arrest them. Fran, who are the men and what do they do? Your clues. The men wear gloves and leave no fingerprints. The men avoid certain houses. The men have cased this neighborhood before and are experts at what they do. And the men come every week at the same time. Fran, who are the men and what do they do? Hmm. I read it over again. <clears throat> Two men dressed in dark clothing enter a wealthy neighborhood in the early morning hours. They move quickly from house to house, taking everything they can. A policeman observes the pair, but does not approach or arrest them. Who are the men, and what do they? And, oh, I'm sorry. Who are the men, and what did they take? What's the clues? Uh, they wear gloves and they leave no fingerprints. Mm-hmm. They avoid certain houses. Uh, they're experts at what they do, and they come at the same time every week. Trash man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna throw this out. I need to get, I need to get new clues. I need to do uh, mysteries, apparently. Fran has uh, graduated from the amateur <laughs> amateur level. Uh, what, what age? What age is this? What is this? Is this eight and up? Age is eight and up. We need to get you the uh, fifteen and up or something like that. Fran, folks, Fran has Fran has graduated from uh, these Frazzle Fran mysteries that I've uh, procured that I thought would last a lifetime. Uh, he's blowing through them. Yes, uh, round of applause for Fran. You almost had me at first because I thought you said every day the first time. Uh huh. But if we said every week, I was like, okay, got that one. <laughs> this is another. Fr- Fran has not been frazzled once again. I don't really know what to say. Uh, he, um, uh, we started this uh, as 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 a way to you know get the get the juices flowing and really get fr- Fran. I, I don't I don't know the last time you were frazzled. You know, yeah, you've really been just been blowing through these. Um, I'm glad to see that we've kind of that brain is kind of you know looking at stuff in between while I'm yeah. reading it, you yeah. know, that's the, that's the cool part about a thing about brain teasers, yeah. but it's not really good for the segment. And so I don't appreciate it. I would appreciate it if you, it was harder for you and you weren't having a harder time. Your brain has gotten to a level now as you're just breezing through it. So we're going to, we're going to kick this up a notch cool. and it will adjustments will be made. All right. But this has been another episode of affirming the murder folks. Once again, I want to say just to be clear, um, cereal and cereal, um, is going to take a bit of a hiatus through the spring and the summer. But again, if you are interested in uh, a Patreon, getting some bonus content from us, check out uh, and details for a Patreon coming this fall. We're going to have some serial and serial episodes, maybe some bonus uh, affirmative murders. So keep an eye out for that fall 2019. And with that being said, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 